chapter twenty four of the garys and their friends by frank webb this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty four charlie distinguishes himself charlie had now been many weeks under the hospitable roof of mrs bird improving in health and appearance indeed it would have been a wonder if he had not as the kind mistress of the mansion seemed to do naught else from day to day but study plans for his comfort and pleasure there was one sad drawback upon the contentment of the dear old lady and that was her inability to procure charlie's admission to the academy one morning mr waitley called upon her and throwing himself into a chair exclaimed it's all to no purpose their laws are as unalterable as those of the medes and persians arguments and entreaty are equally thrown away upon them i have been closeted at least half a dozen times with each director and as all i can say won't make your protege a shade whiter i'm afraid his admission to the academy must be given up it's too bad rejoined mrs bird and who may i ask were the principal opposers they all opposed it except mr weeks and mr bentham indeed why they are the very ones that i anticipated would go against it tooth and nail and mr glentworth surely he was on our side he why my dear madam he was the most rabid of the lot with his sanctified face and canting tongue i'm almost ashamed to own it but it's the truth and i shouldn't hesitate to tell it i found the most pious of the directors the least accessible as to old glentworth he actually talked to me as if i was recommending the committal of some horrid sin i'm afraid i shall be set down by him as a rabid abolitionist i got so warm on the subject i've cherished as strong prejudices against colored people as any one but i tell you seeing how contemptible it makes others appear has gone a great way towards eradicating it in me i found myself obliged to use the same arguments against it that are used by the abolitionists in endeavouring to convince others of the absurdity of their prejudices i convinced myself i'd set my heart upon it said mrs bird in a tone of regret but i suppose i'll have to give it up charlie don't know i've made application for his admission and has been asking me to let him go a great many of the boys who attend there have become acquainted with him and it was only yesterday that mr glentworth's sons were teasing me to consent to his beginning there the next term the boys concluded she have better hearts than their parents for i begin to believe it's all sham this prejudice i'm getting quite disgusted with myself for having had it or rather thinking i had it as for saying it is innate or that there is any natural antipathy to that class it's all perfectly folly children are not born with it or why shouldn't they shrink from a black nurse or playmate it's all bosh concluded he indignantly and he brought his cane down with a rap charlie's been quite a means of grace to you laughingly rejoined mrs bird amused at his vehemence of manner well i'm going to send him to sabbath school next sunday and if there is a rebellion against his admission there 
i shall be quite in despair it is frequently the case that we are urged by circumstances to the advocacy of a measure in which we take but little interest and of the propriety of which we are often very sceptical but so surely as it is just in itself in our endeavours to convert others we convince ourselves and from lukewarm apologists we become earnest advocates this was just mr waitley's case he had begun to canvass for the admission of charlie with a doubtful sense of his propriety and in attempting to overcome the groundless prejudices of others he was convicted of his own happily in his case conviction was followed by conversion and as he walked home from mrs bird's he made up his mind that if they attempted to exclude charlie from the sabbath school he would give them a piece of his mind and then resign his superintendency of it on arriving at home he found waiting for him a young lady who was formerly a member of his class in the sabbath school i've come said she to consult you about forming an adult class in our school for colored persons we have a girl living with us who would be very glad to attend and she knows two or three others i'll willingly take the class myself i've consulted the pastor and several others and no one seems to anticipate any objections from the scholars if we keep them on a separate bench and do not mix them up with the white children i'm delighted to hear you propose it answered mr waitley quite overjoyed at the opening it presented the plan meets my warmest approval i decidedly agree with you in the propriety of our making some effort for the elevation and instruction of this hitherto neglected class any aid i can render you astonish me interrupted miss cass though i must say very agreeably you were the last person from whom i thought of obtaining any countenance i did not come to you until armed with the consent of almost all the parties interested because from you i anticipated considerable opposition and in her delight the young girl grasped mr waitley's hand and shook it very heartily oh my opinions relative to colored people have lately undergone considerable modification in fact said he with some little confusion quite a thorough revolution i don't think we have quite done our duty by these people well well we must make the future atone for the past miss cass had entered upon her project with all the enthusiasm of youth and being anxious that her class in point of numbers should make a presentable appearance had drafted into it no less a person than aunt comfort aunt comfort was a personage of great importance in the little village of warmouth and one whose services were called into requisition on almost every great domestic occasion at births she frequently officiated and a few young mothers thought themselves entirely safe if the black good-humoured face of aunt comfort was not to be seen at their bedside she had a hand in the compounding of almost every fried cake and had been known to often leave houses of feasting to prepare weary earth-worn travellers for their final place of rest every one knew and all liked her and no one was more welcome at the houses of the good people of warmouth than aunt comfort but whilst rendering her all due praise for her domestic acquirements justice compels us to remark that aunt comfort was not a literary character she could get up a shirt to perfection and made irreproachable chowder but she was not a woman of letters 
in fact she had arrived at maturity at a time when negroes and books seldom came in familiar contact and if the truth must be told she cared very little about the latter but just to bleach miss cass she consented to attend her class averring as she did so that she didn't spec she was gwine to larn nothin when she got thar miss cass however was of the contrary opinion and anticipated that after a few sabbaths on comfort would prove to be quite a literary phenomenon the first time their class assembled the white children well-nigh dislocated their necks in their endeavours to catch glimpses of the coloured scholars who were seated on a backless bench in an obscure corner of the room prominent amongst them shone aunt comfort who in honour of this extraordinary occasion had re-trimmed her cap which was resplendent with bows of red ribbon as large as peonies she had a sunday-school primer in her hand and was repeating the letters with the utmost regularity as miss cass pronounced them they got on charmingly until after crossing over the letter o as a matter of course they came to p and q look here said aunt comfort with a look of profound erudition here's another o what's the use o havin two of em no no aunt comfort that's q the letter q hum grunted the old woman incredulously what's the use o sayin dat's a q when you just said not a minute ago twas o this is not the same rejoined the teacher don't you see the little tail at the bottom of it aunt comfort took off her silver spectacles and gave the glasses of them a furious rub then after a saying another look exclaimed what you don't mean dat air little speck down at the bottom of it does ye yes aunt comfort that little speck as you call it makes all the difference it makes o into q oh go away child said she indignantly you isn't gwine to fool me dat away i knows you a old honey use up to dese there things you know you allus was mighty cheevious and i wasn't gwine to believe that thar our little speck makes all the difference no such thing case it don't dey's either both o's or both q's i'm clara dat dey's either one or t'other knowing by long experience the utter futility of attempting to convince aunt comfort that she was in the wrong by anything short of a miracle the teacher wisely skipped over the obnoxious letter then all went smoothly on to the conclusion of the alphabet the lesson having terminated miss cass looked up and discovered standing near her a coloured boy who she correctly surmised was sent as an addition to her class come here and sit down said she pointing to a seat next aunt comfort what is your name charlie gave his name and residence which were entered in due form on the teacher's book now charles she continued do you know your letters yes ma'am was the answer can you spell she inquired to this also charlie gave an affirmative highly amused at the same time at being asked such a question miss cass inquired no further into the extent of his acquirements it never having entered her head that he could do more than spell so handing him one of the primers she pointed out a line on which to begin the spirit of mischief entered our little friend and he stumbled through blah blah bleu bleu blow blow blue blue with great gravity and slowness you spell quite nicely particularly for a little coloured boy said miss cass encouragingly as he concluded the line take this next she continued pointing to another and when you have learned it i will hear you again it was the custom of the superintendent to question the scholars upon a portion of bible history given out the sabbath previous for study during the week 
it chanced that upon the day of which we write the subject for examination was one with which charlie was quite familiar accordingly when the questions were put to the school he answered boldly and quickly to many of them and with an accuracy that astonished his fellow-scholars how did you learn the answers to those questions you can't read said miss cass yes but i can read answered charlotte with a merry twinkle in his eye why didn't you tell me so before she asked because you didn't ask me he replied suppressing a grin this was true enough so miss cass having nothing farther to say sat and listened whilst he answered the numerous and sometimes difficult questions addressed to the scholars not so aunt comfort she could not restrain her admiration of this display of talent on the part of one of her despised race she was continually breaking out with expressions of wonder and applause just hear dat massy on us only just listen to de child said she talks just the same as if he was white my boy where you learn all dat across the red sea cried charlie in answer to a question from the desk of the superintendent across the red sea huh child you been dere asked aunt comfort with a face full of wonder what did you say asked charlie whose attention had been arrested by the last question why i asked where you learned all dat bout the children of israel oh i learned that at philadelphia was his reply i learned it at school with the rest of the boys you did exclaimed she raising her hands with astonishment is there many more of em like you charlie did not hear this last question of aunt comforts therefore she was rather startled by his replying in a loud tone immense hosts did i ever just hear dat dere's mense hosts of em just like him only think of it is they all dere yet honey they were all drowned oh lordy lordy rejoined she aghast with horror for charlie's reply to a question regarding the fate of pharaoh's army had been by her interpreted as an answer to her question respecting his colored schoolmates of philadelphia and how did you scape honey continued she from drowning long wida the rest of em why i wasn't there it was thousands of years ago look here what do you mean she whispered didn't you say just now that you went to school wid em this was too much for charlie who shook all over with suppressed laughter nor was miss cass proof against the contagion she was obliged to almost suffocate herself with her handkerchief to avoid a serious explosion on comfort you are mistaking him said she as soon as she could recover her composure he is answering the questions of the superintendent not yours and very well he has answered them too continued she i like to see little boys aspiring i am glad to see you so intelligent you must persevere charlie yes you must honey chimed in aunt comfort i's very much like miss cass i likes to see children specially children of colour have expiring minds charlie went quite off at this and it was only by repeated hush hushes from miss cass and a pinch in the back from on comfort that he was restored to a proper sense of his position the question being now finished mr waitley came to charlie praised him highly for his aptness and made some inquiries respecting his knowledge of the catechism also whether he would be willing to join the class that was to be catechized in the church during the afternoon to this charlie readily assented and at the close of the school was placed at the foot of the class preparatory to going into the church the public catechizing of the scholars was always an event in the village but now a novelty was given it by the addition of a black lamb to the flock and as a matter of course a much greater interest was manifested had a lion entered the doors of st stephen's church he might have created greater consternation but he could not have attracted more attention than did our little friend on passing beneath 
its sacred portals the length of the aisle seemed interminable to him and on his way to the altar he felt oppressed by the scrutiny of eyes through which he was compelled to pass mr de Rall, the pastor looked kindly at him as he stood in front of the chancel and charlie took heart from his cheering smile now to aunt comfort who was the only colored person who regularly attended the church a seat had been assigned beside the organ which elevated position had been given her that the congregation might indulge in their devotions without having their prejudices shot by a too close contemplation of her ebony countenance but aunt comfort on this occasion determined to get near enough to hear all that passed in leaving her accustomed seat she planted herself in one of the aisles of the gallery overlooking the altar where she remained almost speechless with wonder and astonishment at the unprecedented sight of a woolly head at the foot of the altar charlie got on very successfully until called upon to repeat the lord's prayer and strange to say at this critical juncture his memory forsook him and he was unable to utter a word of it for the life of him he could not think of anything but now i lay me down to sleep and confused and annoyed he stood unable to proceed at this stage of affairs aunt comfort's interest in charlie's success had reached such a pitch that her customary awe of the place she was in entirely departed and she exclaimed i'll give you a start our farer then overwhelmed by the consciousness that she had spoken out in meeting she sank down behind a pew door completely extinguished at this there was an audible titter that was immediately suppressed after which charlie recovered his memory and started by the opportune prompting of aunt comfort he recited it correctly a few questions more terminated the examination and the children sat down in front of the altar until the conclusion of the service mrs bird highly delighted with the debut of her protege bestowed no end of praises upon him and even made the coachman walk home that charlie might have a seat in the carriage as she alleged she was sure he must be much fatigued and overcome with the excitement of the day then taking the reins into her own hands she drove them safely home End of chapter twenty four